Hi, everyone. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and this is a bonus edition of the Dying to Ask podcast. Typically, I just release one episode a week on Fridays, but my guest last week was so good, and we got talking on something separate. I thought, oh, this is so good that I want to put it out in podcast form as well so we can go a little longer with it. So my guest is, once again, Amy Schmidt. She is a creator of the Fearlessly Facing 50 brand and also the Better Than Gossip brand. So Better Than Gossip is where her time is basically being spent these days. She's a podcaster, a TV host. She writes a newsletter. She does all the things. She was a TEDx speaker, like Googler. She's just kind of all kinds of awesome. She is also an empty nester. And we were recording a Zoom interview that was being turned into a TV segment only. And as we started talking, I was like, oh, it's so, so good. Because I feel like I'm hearing so many friends who are sending their kids off to school. And after the last couple of years of everybody being home, I mean, we're like, we're glad to have the space, but kind of sad too. And so we're, this podcast is basically some tips for making a big transition. So if you don't have kids leaving the house, I don't, it's kind of good to still think about. And maybe there's a transition in your life that these tips would apply to. So I encourage you to listen, even if you don't have college-age kids in your house. I think there's good advice in there for all of us. So I'll let the introduction to this episode continue with Amy. I mean, this really hits close to my heart. And it's so funny, Georgia, because I have, you know, with my brands that I have built, I've talked to experts. I've, you know, I've read books. I've done all of this. And now all of a sudden I'm living it. And I feel prepared but there's also that emptiness syndrome, which we'll talk about, yeah. not a clinical diagnosis, but a phenomenon that does definitely hit you. And it, and it definitely does. All right. Well, we're getting all the tips in just a minute on this Dying to Ask. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic, anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track of living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of the Dying Desk podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. You and I, we love to research. We go down the rabbit hole. We have the tips. But sometimes even when you have all that information, when you actually go through it, you're like, that doesn't work. So you're going work. through this right now. You've got your list of go-tos. Where are you? How are you finding this? Well, yeah, I, I think it's a really good question. And uh, it's such a timely topic. And I am, I'm living it right now. I, you know, I said recently that, uh, let's see, my laundry is not like piled like Mount Kilimanjaro. I mean, I have like no laundry to do. My grocery bills are a heck of a lot cheaper. Um, it's crazy. And, you know, when I get in my car, it's like the gas tank is full. So I'm probably in a really good spot right now. And these it are sounds the like the promised land at this point. It, for me. Isn't it? I mean, it's, it's really pretty crazy, but I will say I feel enlightened. I feel inspired because I feel like we've done our job as parents and now it's their time, but it's also our time. So I, I'm feeling really good. Is there a little hint of Stockholm syndrome where you're missing your captors? Oh, for sure. I mean, the quiet, the, the, not the hustle and bustle in the morning, not having a back to school night to go to. I mean, those are all things that, you know, you're so used to doing and it's part of your cadence for so long that, yeah, it's a little different. There's a lot of, uh, 
there's a lot of uh, silence going on, but you got to fill that silence with things you really want to do now. This is your time. Yeah. So you got to embrace it and not resist it. Yeah. You got to have that plan for sure. I tell myself that every time I pick up another wet towel, which is pretty much every day from the floor, I go, someday you will yes. long for the wet towel on the floor and we'll find out oh, in absolutely. Two years if that comes absolutely. to hand. I know. Yeah. And you know what? A good friend of mine who lost a child in uh, the Sandy Hook school shooting, and you might've listened to that podcast episode. Yes. She always has told me, you know what? Look as your, your have tos. I have to do this laundry. I have to do all this. I have to go to the grocery. I have to go to six practices and wait for my kid in the parking lot, but change that have to, to get to, cause you get to do it. So, you know, I think that's a real, a real narrative switch that takes yeah. place. And we have well, to really realize when we're in it, we get to do it. Super wise advice. That's for sure. All right. So let's start going through your tips. First one. And you kind of touched on that is embrace it. Don't resist it. It's coming. So decide how you're going to look at this. Exactly. It's a transition. We go through a million transitions. So, you know, this is your time to really grow and explore and challenge yourself in new ways. Don't resist it. It's going to happen and it should happen. And we should be happy that it's happening because this is what we do for 17, 18, 19 years. This is what we want our kids to do. So embrace it. Yeah. Or they're living in your house till they're like 30 and that's not good either for anyone. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, we can have another episode on boomerang kids because that happens mm. too. And I've got some tips about that, but right now embrace it and really enjoy it and give yourself a pat on the back because you did a heck of a job. Yeah. Tip two, recognize that your parenting is still needed. It's just different. It's just different. Yes. Totally different. You're still going to get those calls. And that's, that's a big thing of advice that I give people is, you know, don't text them all the time. I mean, we have, we're so data oriented. We could see their grades. I can even sign something to see my kids' grades in college, you know, let them experience mishaps, failures, that type of thing. And they're going to call you. And that's when they're really going to need you. They're going to call you when they're putting their whites and their brown blues together. And all of a sudden their <laughs> t-shirts come out and they're, you know, whatever. And they're going to call and say, mom, you know, uh, tell me how to do this. And you're always going to be there to take those phone calls. So you're yeah. still needed. You're just needed differently. You know, it's not as hands-on. It's a little bit more hands-off and watching them thrive and seeing what you've instilled, the values in them um, is an amazing thing, an amazing gift. Tip three is to rekindle the spark, not only with your spouse, mm. but also with your friends, because the Huge. truth is once you become a parent, your friend group, just because of time and logistics tends to become your kids, friends, yes. parents. And if Absolutely. you're lucky, they're cool. If you're not yeah. lucky, you're stuck. Exactly. So all of a sudden you have this like time to go spend time. And ironically, it's when a lot of marriages start to see challenges is when all of a sudden the relationship is not as transactional about what everybody was doing for the day. Exactly. What do you talk about at the dinner table? You talk about who's going here and who's picking up and who's doing this. And when do you ever actually sit together at the dinner table? You're going, you're in opposite orbits really. And you're like two ships passing in the night. And uh, we certainly experienced that. Now all of a sudden it's the two of us. Last night I lit some candles. We made a healthy dinner. It was like, okay, we have to embrace this. But you got to rekindle that spark because like you said, 25% is the, the statistic in 2021 um, of marriages that really fall apart. And um, gray divorce is a big issue. And it usually happens at this stage. Is that stage. the term? Gray divorce? Gray divorce. What yeah, a horrible term. <laughs> it's a terrible term. It's a terrible term and 25%. So work hard to rekindle those 
passion, you know, the, those feelings that you have for each other, they're still there. You just got to peel back the layers a little bit and find it again, but, you know, schedule time and lose the predictability. I mean, you know what, take that vacation. You can go from a Tuesday to a Thursday. Now you don't have to worry about kids schedules, make it a priority. And as far as friends, I mean, I know I did that. You're looking through your calendar and thinking, well, now it's basketball season. Oh, well then it's baseball. So I think I got a schedule for July. You know, we don't have to do that anymore. So make a commitment to really make your, you know, your spouse, your partner, and your friends a priority, because those are important relationships that will get you through this transition. I found, especially during COVID, that coming up with new traditions was a big yeah. part of just like getting through life. And I would think with a spouse, that could be a great thing. Like I'm guessing that you and Mr. Schmidt didn't necessarily do candlelit dinners while getting the kids to lacrosse. Am I right? Never, never. I mean, I had to dig candles out of, I don't even know where. But it was so fun last night. And I actually snapped a picture of it. We have a family group chat. I don't know if you listening have family group chats, but, and I put it in there and I was like, mom and dad rock an empty nest. I mean, you got to do it. Were your kids like gross? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Except my daughter was like, ooh, nice, healthy eating mom. So I love you know, it. pretty good, pretty good. And they like that. And, and they want to feel that too, because it's a transition for these kids as well. You know, they, they're feeling all of that anxiety and uncertainty of a new transition in their life. And they certainly don't want to see us, you know, moping around, being sad, texting them every minute saying, I miss you. You know, occasionally that's great, but don't, don't bombard them with that. They want to see you thrive. Tip number four, um, you kind of alluded to it, but it kind of builds on the last one, which is lose the predictability. You're not necessarily <laughs> living to a schedule, which means maybe you don't have to get up as early. Maybe you can stay up later. Maybe, you, like you said, get out of town on a weekday. Exactly. How cool is it that you really don't have these little schedule, you're not anchored to a schedule right now. So, and I, you know, I said it earlier that all of a sudden when you get a text from your kid and you let it go for a couple minutes or an hour or whatever, and then you get back to them, wow. They're like, well, what are you doing? Like you didn't get back to me right away. Well, we were busy. We were doing something fun. We were, you know, we were engaging and doing something new and exploring. And that's what we need to do. Don't be so predictable. We don't need to be. Sidebar. When you don't text your kids back right away, do they get irritated with you? Cause mind you, like, why aren't you answering? And I'll get like 20 texts, mom answer. Why aren't you answering? I need an answer. Yeah. I'm like, uh-huh. Sometimes I do it on purpose. Oh, I know. Well, you know, I what? It on I purpose. and I think you're just a little bit, they're a little bit younger that it'll change, but, um, you know, if they, if the, if you, you know, it's an emergency and they need you, yes, you got to text back. And they usually will text me a couple of times, but it's kind of fun when they're trying to figure out what you're doing and you'll get to that phase. And, um, I hope that, I hope that listeners are, are there because, uh, it's kind of fun. And they're like, well, what were you doing? I love it. Well, we let's give them something ride. to talk about. I love something it. Okay. Tip five, we're going to have six total. Tip five is that it's okay to cry. All right. How mm, much crying are we yeah. talking about? Like what, <laughs> and, and when, and when does it hit you and where were you when it happened? Yeah, it's okay to cry. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'll take my laundry past, you know, like Caleb's room, who is the last one to leave the nest. And I'll just back up a little bit and go in and sit on the bed. And yeah, it's, it's an emotion filled time for me. Cause you look around at the certificates or the posters or the, the silly turntable that he had to have with his albums at one point, you know, and, and they're all a story and it comes flooding back and you think, wow, where did this go? You know, where did the time go and why did it go so quickly? But then, you know, you can get into that rabbit hole of, I should have done this. I could have done this, but you don't want to do that, but let your emotions flow 
get it out and then stand up strong and positive and say, you know what, they're doing what they should be doing. And, but I cry, certainly I cry. I mean, I'm lonely at times for sure. I have a girlfriend who recently was at the grocery store and she was standing, you know, right before the milk aisle and there's white milk, strawberry milk, chocolate milk, whatever it is. And she always bought chocolate milk for this kid that just left the nest and her, her cart. She said, Amy, my cart was so full of stuff. I knew I didn't even need it all, but when I got to that milk aisle, it just made me sad because I knew he wasn't home and I didn't need to buy the gallon of milk. And she said, I left my cart right there, went out in the car and cried. And that's so normal. You're going to have those moments and, you know, embrace those moments too, because those are all stories and retelling stories is the way we just, all of those memories flood back. And that's, that's the way they stay alive. And so yeah. cry when you have to. And certainly I have a countdown calendar at a parent's weekend. I'm not going to lie. I mean, you know, <laughs> two weeks and I'm going to be there. So, I mean, that's not too bad. And uh, we used to count down to Disney World trips and things like that. And now it's like a countdown to parents weekend or whatever it is. So um, embrace the emotions too. Don't resist them. All right. And then tip number six is to pursue your passions and certainly yeah. like filling the time with some things that maybe, maybe you haven't done in a long time or brand yeah. new things is great. And you've certainly done that in your career. You have to do it like running. Now you keep posting about yeah. three steps to get running or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, all right, have you done that? I'm Are you going to do them? I'm going to try. I did a okay. 5k once and it was ugly, but you know what? I'm feeling good right now and healthy. And I'm like, you know what? All it is about, it's about moving. It doesn't matter how fast you go, whatever, but pursue something new and I'm going to try it. So I'll keep you posted. I love that. What other passions, like what are some things that maybe like you've seen your, your friend group do where people have tried some new things? Oh, learning new languages has been a big one in my friend group. Like they've really taken time to immerse themselves to learn a new language, whether or not they traveled to Italy, who knows, but they wanted to learn Italian um, musical instruments. I have picked up the piano again, but I am learning guitar. I started over the summer um, teaching myself on YouTube and uh, you know, you just have time to do that. And it's, it's kind of hokey. I mean, the kids are like, what are you like? You want to be like John Mayer or something? I mean, what are you doing, mom? What are you honestly going to do by learning <laughs> guitar? I don't know. Who knows? It'll be a kumbaya moment. And, um, and I, I just, you know, doing those types of things. And I think people are really taking time to dig deep and figure out what they want to do. And a lot of times it's, you know, you've got aging parents, possibly you're going to spend a little bit more time with them. Um, it's just a, a time for really reinventing yourself and, and figuring out all those things you ever wanted to do. You have mm. the time to do it. You know, it's funny, my parents, as we wrap up this quick bonus episode that ended up not being so quick, so it was so good. Um, my parents, when they dropped me off at the University of Missouri a million years ago, I remember my father saying, um, you're always welcome to come home, but you'll never live in our home again. Yeah. And yep. I took it very seriously. It was a little bit, it was a little harsh leaving me in the yeah. middle of nowhere. Um, but I took it really seriously, but that was his yeah. way of saying like, you are leaving, you are launching, you are leaving the nest. That said, decades later, my mother still has the old painted desk that I used when I was in high school that she found yeah. at the side of the road in a you know junk pile that she painted. She has preserved yeah. it like a time capsule Love in it. a room and all my yeah. high school stuff is still in it. And so is every it really? time I'm home, yeah, every time I'm home, I open it up and the notes and the pencils and the pens that are dry oh, yeah. up are still there. So yes, we, we kick them out, so to speak, but they yes. never really leave your heart. And yeah. that's really the message that I'm getting. Never leaves your heart. And I think the undercurrent of what your dad said there was you're ready. You're ready yeah. to do this. And that was his way of, of letting you know that he knew you were ready. Or he was ready for me to leave. Because let me tell you, the Could two be. that came behind me, they both <laughs> moved back home. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's a discussion for Christmas dinner with my family. Yes, exactly. Thank you so much. There is nothing better than the spontaneous interview that you had no preparation for going in, not one lick. But I ended up loving this episode and loving all that great knowledge that Amy was passing along. And um, even if you don't have college kids going off, I think it's just great to think about transitions in general and how are you going to handle them? Spend a little time thinking about it before it happens. And sometimes it makes making that transition just that much easier. Thanks to everybody who's been sharing the show. It's really appreciated. And if you have a moment to leave us a rating or review, that's even better. You can always reach out to me on Instagram. You can find me at runreadsip. Send me a message and I'll be happy to converse with you if you have guest suggestions or topics you'd like us to explore. I'm always open to ideas. Thanks for listening and we'll see you again next time on the Dying Desk Podcast.